right, everybody. We got a special podcast for you today. So special that we are in Matt's garage, smoking, drinking. I'm smoking American Spirits. Matt's smoking a cigar. Fact. We just did a shot because we don't have much for this episode. So let's. I'm not even going to give you guys what we're going to talk about. You have to listen to find out. Good luck. That's right, baby. Like Cheek said, special episode live from the garage. Uh, so apologies for any decrease in sound quality, except I'm 0% sorry. Because uh, in addition to a beer review, we're going to be doing a cigar review today. And yes. by we, I mean well, me. Matt, mostly. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with the most important thing. Number one, cigar review. I'm smoking, smoking a Cinco Vegas Series A. It's like one of those cheap cigars that you can only really find online. Ew. But it's phenomenal. It sounds like it's not no, no, made no. in the states. I, I just understand. It's not. Okay. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I don't even know where it's made. I don't really care because it's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Usually get them for like a buck eighty a cigar, which is like black and mild price. Yeah, that's super cheap. But they for are a cigar. They're better than most cigars that I will go to Jungle Gyms and like ask the cigar guy, like, "Hey, recommend me a cigar for under nine dollars," and he'll hand me some eight dollar stick and like these are better so the stick exactly yeah, these are these are phenomenal uh so let's jump onto the beers cheek what are you drinking i am drinking mystic mama one of my favorite beers i we recently bought a couch and i spent fourteen hundred dollars that is way too much money that's for me of, to ever spend that's a lot of that's a lot of couch cash yeah so we on the drive home i said we have to pick up alcohol i need to cope uh so i bought some mystic mama i love it it's a great beer i've had it many times before it's one of my favorites. I would say, it's between like Mystic Mama and Platform. Or I always bounce back and forth. Yeah. That's really good. How about you? What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Pachanga. It's a Mexican lager that has a llama pinata on the front. Uh, <laughs> Will, Will McKenzie was in town. If you guys, if you guys ah, Will. know him or worship him like I do. Uh, he's a good guy. Brought me some Pachanga. Kept it on the... I don't know if he brought it, actually. He probably just brought it at Kroger. I just always forget to buy it. Uh, but I'm glad that we're both uh, we're both just medicating with drugs. That's, that's yeah, the way to that, do it. That's the way the world works. That's right. That's how that's how, that's how how our fathers did it, and that's how we oh will do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next week, we're having a therapist on. Let's <laughs> uh, our stuff. So let's, uh, let's jump into the NFL real quick. Uh, we have an announcement that... We all knew it was coming, but oh. people drafted him anyway. It was the Gronk Master. Gosh. He's he's done. The Gronk Master retires with one of the most epic careers of all time. One of the lights in my garage just went out. That's all right. Well, we'll just keep it out. Yeah. All right. So the Gronk Master, Gronkness, his Gronkness, the vodka, the vodka centaur, as someone yes. call him. Uh, he the retires monster. with one of the most dominant careers of all time. I don't I don't know the actual stat, but I I think it's something around like nine seasons. Four or five Super Bowls, right? Yeah, five Super Bowls. Five uh, Super Bowls. Nine seasons, yeah. Seven AFC championships in that time. It's crazy. Which is actually just <clears> ridiculous. <throat> and if you look at, like, if you go and look at his stats on, like, contested catch rate, on just everything that he does, basically, like, I don't know what it, well, I don't know what the NFL stat is actually called, but it's the effect, of, it's the baseball analogy to wins above replacement. Like, how good is your team when yeah. Gronk's on the field? He's one of the most impactful players in NFL history. Uh, so, Gronk, yeah, I mean, the, you, you will be missed. The Patriots won a Super Bowl this year, and he was not good. No. Like, at all. All season. So, like, him being on the field, whether he's healthy or not, it didn't make a difference. 
and now he's gonna go freaking wrestle or some crap. Dude, I and destroy I, his brain even more. Oh my god. If I if Gronk starts like WWE ing, yeah. the verb is that the verb? That's the verb. Yeah, I, I just verbed it. Uh, <laughs> if Gronk starts being a genuine WWE staple, I will become a WWE fan. I I'm gonna petition that Gronk, every time he wins a wrestling match, is that what they call him? A a fight? A show. A show? Yeah. <laughs> he should get fantasy points. Yeah, I agree. I mean that 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 should be a thing. hundred percent. So, Chris, you're welcome. So we'll keep uh, track of that for Matre, and it'll still come in last. <laughs> Matre has five tight ends, one that just came out of retirement, and one that just retired. So, <laughs> hey, I don't know what's happening. basically there. a break-even right there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's also got Mike Kosicki. We'll see what happens with Fitz Magic throwing him the oh, ball. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah that, Dude, that which, was a great segue. Yeah, you that was a really good segue. That was perfect. 100% accident. I think we should talk about Fitz Magic. Going to the Dolphins. We definitely should. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump into the NFL roster move. So, Ryan Fitzmagic, the beard himself. Dude, that guy's a legend. Heading to the Dolphins. He's a legend because of just how... He's a living highlight reel. He like, really is. He has no capacity to check down. Like, yeah. Kenyon Drake will not be catching a single ball no. from Ryan Fitzmagic. It's just not going to happen. No. Nope. Because... Fitzmagic would rather throw the ball into quadruple coverage, but somehow he like magics the ball in the air such that it's catchable. Yep. It's like the opposite of James Winston, who just can throw it a really long way, but it's like a terrible ball. If I could throw the ball 80 yards, I'd be as good as James Winston, is basically (laughs) what I'm saying. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to the Dolphins. Uh, I think he signed a couple year contract. Like they're like he's their starter, right? Yeah, he's definitely their starter to begin the year. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I know that, I mean, it could be one of those where he starts off as a starter and they they draft somebody like that. It's not outside of their own possibility. I thought they paid him like decent money. Maybe I'm just totally forgetting this. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, they don't have it on spot rack, of course. Of course. Um, oh no, they do. So he's paid through 2020. Uh, he signed a two-year, 11 million dollar deal. So I mean, that's that's money. It's that, not it's not huge for a quarterback. Yeah, it's not huge for a quarterback. It's not a long-term deal. So it's not them saying like he's our guy by any means, but. He's definitely going to start the year as their guy. <laughs> right. And the way it was last year, it was like the Buccaneers wanted to put him on the field every freaking down because he can create a first down. Until he had five interceptions and they throw Jameis Winston in and see what happens. Who had like, what, four? Uh, yeah, that's The same game. That was a great defensive game. Uh, <laughs> so who do you think, like, as far as pass catchers go, do you think there is a Dolphins pass catcher that is going to benefit more? So there's, like, Kenny Stills, Devonta Parker... Those are the two main ones that I see. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that someone... I'm sure... I mean, Kenny Stills and Devontae, it's going to be whoever goes deep, right? It's not going to be, like, their slot receiver. It's not going to be Kenyon Drake. It's not going to be a tight end. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick only likes to throw the ball greater than 20 yards, so it's going to be Kenny Stills. It's going to be Devontae Parker. I don't know if those guys are actually good enough to capitalize on having a good deep ball thrower. Maybe they are, and I'm totally wrong. I just have a really low view of all Dolphins players. Yeah, it's tough. uh, With the exception of the eternal one, Frank Gore. Well, he's not there there. anymore, yeah. Yeah, He's he's gone. He's with the... Lions? Bills. Bills, Bills, Bills. yes. The old, old running back core. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. So, so my personal opinion is that, like, they just don't – he's going to throw the ball to them, so you will get big, You will get bigger games out of Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills, but I'm not going to say that it's – They're not going to be they're like, not like jumping. Ones. Yeah, they're not jumping tiers for yeah. me because of this move. <clears throat> that, that's how I feel about it. I agree. I, like, I, I have Kenny Stills, so I'm a little bit biased on it, but I like it because Fitzmagic is better than Ryan Tannehill. 
That's or right. whoever was throwing the ball last year because they didn't matter. Um, on another note of roster moves, this one's kind of a little bit more local. Uh, Tyler Eifert, <laughs> back to the Bengals. The, the glass one. The glass man himself <laughs> somehow managed to get back on the Bengals. I don't know I what no he did to make this happen. I know it wasn't a big deal. I think it was like a one-year deal. Uh, but what do you think about that? Like, do you think Tyler Eifert is actually going to be relevant this year? No. <laughs> I think that history has shown to me if you're going to be so Tyler Eifert, it, it, like we've all seen it, right? His per game stats where he's not injured, he has like it's like top. 10 all-time tight end talent, at least yeah. pass catching. He's Gronk-level talent. Yes. Where he, you're like, this guy is, is a he's a difference maker. He's game-breaking talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, if they if there was a line right now on over-under Tyler Eifert playing six games, I would 100% take the under. I would put, my, <laughs> I would, I would put Hannah's college tuition on the under. <laughs> oh, my Like, gosh. there's no freaking way that dude plays more than six games. So, like, yeah. I like as a Bengals fan, do I want him to do really well? Yeah, I do. Do I think he is going to? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, if he plays and he is healthy, I love him. Like, as a tight end for the Bengals, I'm not a Bengals fan, but just in general for fantasy football, like he, he will be great. But that is the problem. Like, the, I know I hate the argument of, like, oh, this player's injury prone. I hate that argument. Except but for the fact that it's so true. certain players where it is true. <laughs> like, Eifert has been just hurt after hurt like he has been so so injured throughout his career and it's not been a long career it's not like he's 32 years old and he's like been injury prone the past three years he's like 24 yeah he's had three seasons or like four seasons and he has played a total of 10 games yeah like he's super young he shouldn't have these this many issues he just is made of glass um, so he's not that important. I don't even know who has him in our league. So Joe has him, and I will say that if Joe play, or if Tyler Eifert plays ten games, yeah, and those ten games happen to fall within the fantasy season, uh, yeah, Tyler Eifert will be a difference maker. Such so we already think we we were looking at John's power rankings, right? Joe has a pretty solid team, and I think Joe was in the top three, right? As far as power rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, so if you add, because, like, the way that I look at it, like, uh, obviously the, the big question for Joe's roster is going to be Todd Gurley. Todd mm. Gurley, and we talked about that last time, so I don't want to, like, re-dive into it and his whole knee thing. But, I mean, when you have a, res- a wide receiver core of Mike Evans, Stephen Diggs, Tyler Boyd, and then you throw Tyler Eifert into that. That's strong. And he's also got Sterling Shepard with OBJ vacated that <laughs> position, which is, again, I don't know how it could fall either way, right? Yeah, I, I bounce on that. One it could go OBJ's gone, and now he's going to get all the passes, or it could go Eli Manning's your quarterback. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like if the Giants draft a quarterback, then I feel better about Sterling Shepard, but it, it's still not going to be relevant till like week eight of yeah. the season when right. Eli's no longer you know behind center throwing the ball because the guy's terrible. Like OBJ was great because OBJ is beyond next level talent. I mean oh, we yeah. talked about this in the last he's episode. Generational. Yeah, like he's a guy that comes in, he's going to the Browns and he's still going to be potential wide receiver one at the end of the year. Oh, I think he on a team that has three other guys that aren't bad. Like, I was I was gonna say I think he will be, except for the fact that there's other talent around him. I mean, yeah. if, it, if if it was Baker playing for the Giants, oh my god. He'd yeah. be the easiest wide receiver one of all time. Yeah. Like absolutely. number one, not mm-hmm. not top twelve. 
So yeah, yeah, I think the Eifert, yeah, that's a local thing. I, I, I seriously don't think he plays six games. I think he has literally proven that he's made of glass. Hopefully, for his sake, he started taking steroids and doesn't get caught. That's like literally <laughs> all. That's like literally all I can like hope for Tyler Eifert and for a as a Bengals fan because I have absolutely no opposition to steroids or performance enhancing drugs in the NFL. We should just legalize them all because I'm looking to watch brain dead superhumans murder each other on field for my entertainment on a Sunday afternoon after church, and that's what I want. And Tyler Eifert is one of the ones that I want to watch. <laughs> Uh, so let's jump into our next piece of, uh, I guess, fantasy-relevant free agency moves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we talk about Burfecht last time? I think we did. That had happened already, right? Or no? No, I don't think we talked about him last Yeah, so Vontez Bur- other local news. Vontez Burfecht is gone. Thank the Lord. Oh, gosh. I, I've been waiting for this day because, I mean, that guy is a... He's a straight criminal. Dude, so funny, funny story about Vontez... So Vontez on the field is yes he's he's he, he cannot stay out of trouble. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I have a buddy who works for the Bengals organization and he says that Vontez is like literally off the field the nicest sweetest just like normal dad you could ever imagine. I can't imagine that. I know. Like, that, like that can you imagine seeing like Vontez at Sky Zone dumping around the kids <laughs> and not like giving everyone around him CTE? <laughs> like. <laughs> That would be shocking. But apparently that's like actually what he's like. Uh, I'm going to get disguised in more often. Yeah. If I run into Vontez Perfect there. <laughs> right. No, well, now you have yeah. to be doing it out in San Francisco. But yeah. we Oakland, should go to right? San Francisco. Well, I mean, right across the river. Mm. But let's go to the Oakland, San Francisco area and just go to every Sky Zone. So hopefully we can see Vontez leveling some 11-year-old. <laughs> that, would, that would be my <laughs> ideal day. I think I'd pay $10,000 to see that. that, that worth, uh, worth every penny. Yeah, I exactly. mean, easily. Uh, <laughs> so if we jump back to actual relevant news of the fantasy world, uh, Jordan Howard heading mm-hmm. to the Eagles. I don't remember who owns him, but let's just stick with the NFL teams for a start. What? How do you feel that this says, like, what do you think that this says about Jordan Howard? Do you, do you worry about Jordan Howard at all, or is this an upgrade for him? I definitely think it's an upgrade because it seemed like toward the end of the year last year with the Bears, like Jordan Howard isn't a bad running back. He's he's just not the, like, multi – he's not a multi-tool. He's a strong runner. He just literally can't catch the ball. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> he can't catch the ball. That's why Tariq Cohn was great. Like, yeah. every time they needed a pass to the running back, Tariq Cohn came on the field, and he was super relevant. And I, I, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I think Jordan Howard going to the Eagles is absolutely an upgrade because look at what the Eagles had last year. Like, they started the year with J.H.I., who was – Great. Like he, he was wasn't, doing good until yeah. his knees actually fell apart. Yeah, his knees gave out from underneath him and he <laughs> stunk. Uh but then after that they had uh Josh Adams who was good. Again, like Josh Adams, everyone was like, Oh man, Josh Adams like really excited about him. Um now you're not at all. Uh they had Corey Clement, also good, like Darren Sproul. Like Eagles can produce good running backs and they have a strong enough quarterback that nobody's just going to stack the box for the run because they need to protect against the pass as well. So I definitely think it's an upgrade for Jordan Howard. Um, as far as going from the Bears to the Eagles. I think he gets a, a better role with the Eagles as opposed to ever. Not yeah. really ever. Maybe like two years ago, Jordan Howard with the Bears. He was great. Well, and I think th- this is something that is straight up just stolen from the fantasy footballers. I think Jason Jason Moore made this point, but uh, he was just talking about like anytime that you go from a team that didn't want you to a team that wants you, you're probably going to see an increase in production. Yeah. Like if someone tra- – now, graded – they basically trained, traded Jordan Howard for like a bag of peanuts, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's always going to help. Yeah. So, so how do you think this affects Tariq Cohen and Mike Davis is the guy who's there now? They traded for him. Uh, how do you think that affects them? Do you think that they actually are going to see an uptick in production that we can expect? 
Or do you think that they're going to go for a draft pick? I think they're going to go for a draft pick. Uh, like Tariq Cohen, he'll still be relevant because I think he's going to remain that pass-catching guy. Um, I know Jason has Mike Davis, so he's hoping that Mike Davis <laughs> becomes the guy. I just don't see it. Uh, clearly, the Seahawks did not like find favor in him. They, they right. kept saying, like, oh, it's Rashad Penny. Oh, it's Chris Carson. Oh, it's Mike Davis. If you're in that discussion with two other guys... I don't think you're going to go to another team and all of a sudden be the guy. Right. You'd, like, have to, you'd have to show up to a horrible team. Yeah. And the Bears aren't a bad team, given, like, they have a good scheme. Like, they, yeah. like no team can really just, like, stack the box um, and shut them down because Trubisky's also good. Right. Um, at running. Yeah, at running the ball. and <laughs> like throwing. And throwing, not so much. Uh, but, so, I, I think it's definitely one of those where Tariq Cohen going to remain the same value. Mike Davis... I don't think he'll be as relevant. I think they're going to draft a running back, and you'll see probably the first two or three weeks, maybe four or five weeks, I'll say, just to be realistic, uh, where Mike Davis is usable. Right. Not RB1, RB2 levels, but maybe RB3 and how deep our league is. That's usable. Um, But after that, I think that rookie is going to step in and be the guy. Yeah, so if they take a rookie, I think I 100% agree with you. If they don't, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be the Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen show. I think yeah, for sure. Uh, so how do you how do you feel about Griffin's team trending right now since he is the Ugh. Corey Clement and Josh Adams owner? I uh, uh, that is unfortunate. For don't him. Well, one of those guys probably won't be on the Eagles. Yeah, I think they're like, gonna get cut. Yeah, they're gonna be cut. Right, it's inevitable. Like they're, I I think the Eagles are gonna also like a lot of teams. I feel like have the opportunity to draft a running back. There's really deep rookie running backs in this class that can be relevant. Um, and the Eagles are one of those teams where they have that need. Jordan Howard is not their long-term fix, right. but he is a short-term like filler. And Josh Adams and Corey Clement clearly aren't – they don't have faith in him. Right. They brought in Jordan Howard for a reason. So That's right. I think Griff loses – Big time on Jordan Howard going there. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, and I think it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me that the Eagles took Jordan Howard, basically signed him to a prove-it deal mm-hmm. such that they didn't really love one of the running backs this year. Maybe they're trying to hold out for next year, see who comes around. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to – I'm not a GM for the NFL, so obviously I can't really speak to that situation. <laughs> but if I was there, I would do that. Uh, one other big retirement that popped up, uh, Jordy Nelson. Oh man, this Large, one's sad. Largely irrelevant for fantasy. Kind of, very relevant for Sarah LaRoe. Very re- <laughs> Jordy Nelson is Sarah's favorite NFL player. More and than Aaron Rodgers? I think so. Dang. Like, I think I think she loves Aaron because of Jordy Nelson. Mm. Like that that like kind of relationship there forces that to happen obviously because Jordy Nelson was Aaron Rodgers go-to guy kind of so like long. how we all like Jason because of Sarah exactly yeah okay, the okay. same exact thing yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of sad like I, I love Jordy Nelson as like a guy like he's he's a great like everything I've read and seen about him and the, his character and who he is as a person um is awesome like it's sad I'm sad to see him go but yeah. he needed to go he's old like there's no I way mean, around beyond just being old the Raiders signed Antonio. Right. Then they brought in Tyrell Williams. Now they're bringing in Ryan Grant. I like, mean, they clearly weren't clearly. dying to have him around. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't <laughs> dying to have Jordy around. So it was like, just go while you kind of have this remembrance of like what your days as a Packer and not yeah, a Raider. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we'll always remember Jordy Nelson, that one like Packer 
receiver who him and Aaron Rodgers were really great. You remember that one year that he played in Oakland? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was really weird. <laughs> that was well, bad. We'll just all forget about that, where if you do that for three years, like, yeah, I mean, but, like, remember the end of his career at Oakland? So, great PR move yeah. by Jordy Nelson, for sure. I, I have heard rumors, rumors, only rumors, that Jordy would be willing to come back for the Packers. I... Would love that. I don't think he'd be relevant, though. It doesn't matter. Here, I just here, want to see him finish his career there. That's what it is for me. Here's why I love it. One, he finished his career there. Number two, the Packers have a pretty solid future, as we all see it just oh, from gosh. the stat lines of their rookie receivers. If you brought in a veteran like Jordy Nelson to oh, teach gosh, them yeah. and to mentor them, I think that would be – like, I would be willing I, – I, if Jordy Nelson went to the Packers, I would start – valuing their rookies higher yeah. because they have like a mentor and a whatever because like more than just their coach they effectively would be paying another coach yeah. who's also getting CTE with them so it's like a <laughs> new, like a next level coach yeah and i think it i think it, it's one of those things that i love to see in the nfl like when uh the chargers brought back ladanian tomlinson yeah so yeah. he could retire as a charger like that was a really cool move from the team i know it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> the team's also spending millions of dollars uh, to make this happen, but like, come on, like, yeah. let the guy retire as a Packer, not as a freaking Raider. Nobody right. wants that. No, no Raider wants that. Like, not even Derek Carr wants that. John right. Gruden doesn't want that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely hope that happens. But Sarah, you should probably drop him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I mean, there's a long way to the rookie yeah, draft. I mean, no, 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 no don't drop him yet. But he'll probably be on your top list once the rookies come in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's jump into Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell. Uh, Russell Wilson. He wants a deal, but before April fifteenth, that's coming up here in about twelve days, and he wants. He basically wants to retire a Seahawk, right? He wants like a big yeah. long term deal. He wants like, a big deal. He wants a large like. He wants a really big deal, and what what's unfortunate, what's what's really hard to seek out about those kind of deals right now in the NFL, is that the winning formula in the NFL right now seems to be. Get a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yep. And then fill him with talent yep. and see what happens and like have a competent defense. The other way to win in the NFL right now is have an elite quarterback. Oh, yeah. On a huge deal and then a good coaching staff, a la Tom Brady, whatever. And, mm. and, and granted, Tom Brady does take a little bit of a cut compared to what he deserves. Oh, yeah. Uh, but. You kind of have to be at either end of those spectrums to see success. We haven't really seen a whole lot of successful teams outside of that. So Russell Wilson asking for this deal strikes me as a little odd because he's neither elite nor young. Yeah. Uh, So I guess my question to you is not so much about Russell, but how do you feel about your dynasty players that are kind of like in contract disputes at this time of the year? Like, do you worry about them? Do you start looking to move them? Or is it just... This is just kind of what you got to weather through because it's always going to happen this time of year anyway. Yeah, I think it's 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 a little bit positional based. Like Lev Bell, for example, <clears throat> like he made me nervous because he's trying to get this big contract. He's not he's older for a running back. Like he's right. not statistics would say he's not going to play for four more years. He got a four year deal, but statistics would argue against that. Whereas like quarterback, I can see that a little bit more. But I agree. Like Russell Wilson's not elite. And if the Seahawks are smart, they're not going to give him some like eight year, twenty million dollar a year deal. No, no way. Like that'd be that, crazy. Too. That's that's absurd. That that's stupid. That's like Aaron Rodgers numbers, um, and he deserves that because he's elite. Russell Wilson is not that. And if they do that, they can't afford to bring in anybody. 
Right. Like they have a lot of young talent, but the young talent hasn't really proved itself. Yep. Um, speaking as a Tyler Lockett owner, I I want them to do that because that means they have to hang on to Tyler Lockett. Uh, but I just don't I, I don't see why they would. Like it, when I see a player that's in a contract dispute, it makes me nervous as a dynasty owner of that player because it means the team is trying to not make it happen. Yeah. So so yeah. That that that's I think that's the key right there. Right. Is mm-hmm. like. If the team is trying to not make it happen, then you have to immediately ask yourself, well, who else would want to make this happen? Yeah. And if the Seahawks don't sign Russell Wilson, I don't see teams like clamoring at the bit to sign him. No. Uh, like, unless, again, they want to pay down for an experienced quarterback to basically mentor a freshman yeah. quarterback. Yep. Which you're not going to pay a whole lot of money for usually. Yeah. And he's not going to be a you're backup. Not gonna be atta- yeah, he's not going to be a backup. And you're also, not, that, that all, but. The other side of that is it doesn't mean that he's good this season, right? If another team pays down for him, it doesn't mean they're like attached to him starting, mm-hmm. which can be dangerous. And ter- like they, they turn it over or injury happens, and the next thing you know, you got another rookie taking his spot. So, yeah, the, the Russell Wilson sp- situation specifically doesn't make me feel great about him because, again, like if they're not willing to pay him, either his agent is just out to lunch <laughs> or like it means that they're just not really sure what the future of their team is yeah which doesn't make yeah like you said doesn't make me feel great about that yeah where the other side of it is when you have levy on bell who is when he has rejected the team yeah you know that everyone's going to be coming after him yep and so that's a little bit of a different situation so that's it's funny how contract disputes can play out in two different ways depending on who's doing the rejecting yeah that's a big part of it which leads me to another question and this one i feel like is really aimed at you (laughs) this is more of an ethics question okay in fantasy football which who would have thought that in fantasy football we'd be talking about ethics uh but how do you feel about dynasty players that have a criminal record so let me let me kind of frame this question a little bit better to be more specific Tyreek Hill, as we all have seen, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know this, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast because there's so many other better podcasts out there. Um, But so Tyreek Hill has an allegation against him. Allegation. Yes, allegation. I'm not going to say it's I'm not going to say it's confirmed. Thank you very much for the allegation. uh, Of hitting his child and his fiance. Um, Pretty big allegations. And we saw this with Kareem Hunt where like clearly there was video evidence of this happening. And he was dropped by the Chiefs, just straight dropped. How do you feel about having a dynasty player on your team like that? Does that make you nervous? Is there an ethics part like where you don't want to have players that have a criminal record? How, like, what do you, what is your take on that? It definitely makes me nervous because if that player has a history of doing really, really stupid and immoral things, such that they would get banned from the NFL or like yeah. miss time then that would negatively affect my team. So it makes me nervous in yep. that way. But in no way do I feel any kind of moral weight to only sign players to my roster that are upstanding moral citizens. So, yeah. like, let's say the craziest thing ever happens and it's 100% confirmed that Tyreek Hill did all these things, the Chiefs keep him, and the NFL in some weird alternate dimension does not punish him and he starts week one he's still on my roster 100 percent. because like to me like i'm not it's not like i'm buying his jersey right it's not like i'm like 
it's not like I'm directly contributing to his value. Gotcha. Like, there's no... Yeah. So, like, if it was like, would you donate to the Tyreek Hill Foundation? No. <laughs> would you buy Tyreek Hill's jersey, if all this is true, again, in this alternate dimension? No. Would you have him on your fantasy team? Yes. Because to me, it's like, we're playing this literal fake currency world where, like, honestly, if, like, I don't know, if Joseph Stalin scored 100 points a week, <laughs> I would put Stalin on my team. Because, like... <laughs> I'm just trying to beat everyone in fantasy. Like, it's not like it's contributing to Stalin's, like, credibility that he's 100% owned. Like, I would put that person on my team. So, I mean, that that's to me. I, I It's a pure numbers thing to me. Like, the 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 names attached to the numbers mean almost nothing. And, and as does their criminal record. Okay. So, that, that, that's kind of that's where I fall on it. See, I'm kind of the opposite in the spectrum where, like, I, I, I see your point. I, I, I agree with it. But like, but, but if, now you're gonna disagree with. Me. But I do disagree with it in a sense, <laughs> because like, say for example, like you were to offer me Tyree Kill for, I don't know, Carry On Johnson. That's a great example. I wouldn't do it because I mean, not only for fantasy purposes, I don't think Tyree Kill plays at least six games this year. If, if it's true, if it's yeah, if it's confirmed, I don't think he plays again, um, personally. But. Like, literally, I don't think he plays in the NFL again. It very well could, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, with that, like, that that alone makes me nervous. But also, like, but just I like, don't like having players... Imagine okay. he had no prior history. This would have been his first allegation. Yeah. It's just a thing about him. Mm-hmm. It still decreases his value to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it decreases his value. And, and for me as well, like, when I see players that have, like, criminal records or just, honestly, just trouble with the law in yeah. general... I don't want them on my team because for me, it's kind of like a liability. Oh, it is. Like Robbie sure. Anderson was that way for me, yep. where he had issues with drug abuse. Yep. And like, yes, he's apparently he's cleaned up and he's not doing that anymore. But I don't want the guy on my team because I don't want him to get arrested for being high and then have to think like, ah, man, is, is this guy going to play? Do I need to move him now? I would rather not have those guys on my team. Like if a guy clearly has a history of something, I want to avoid them for the sake of, like, my sanity. Yep. It might backfire, because Tyreek Hill was the number one wide receiver this year. That's right, he was. And he will, <laughs> if he plays 16 games this coming year in 2019, he's going to be a top 12, without a doubt. But that's, like, one of those things where, like, I can't justify it. Like, I, yeah. I struggle to do that. And it sucks, because you're right. It's a game. Well, That's so, all this is. It's a so, game. so, to me, the difference is that, that, like, might be being mixed here, right? It's, like, the risk tolerance is one thing, but the pure morality question is a different thing right yeah so like risk tolerance i took josh gordon last year as yeah the, as that's the another re- good example as the resident- you're a criminal owner yeah that's what it is yeah i love it <laughs> <laughs> give me all of them i'll take them all at a discount baby because one year they're all gonna play and i'm gonna dominate uh give me kareem hunt give me all of them uh so like that's a risk tolerance question though like i i like i believed in the talent so much that i was willing to take the risk and honestly like Never mind. I'm not going to go there. But uh, <laughs> if we're talking about like a risk tolerance thing, that's one thing. But if we're talking about just genuine not wanting to have criminals with certain kind of allegations on your team for moral reasons, that's a totally different question to me than the risk tolerance thing. That makes, yeah. So, to, but like, to which my answer is like, I'm highly risk tolerant. I like risk. 
I also do not care about their moral character. <laughs> so where you're coming at it more of like you might care more about the risk and you also care about their moral character. Yes, I do so, care. So we're like the opposite fantasy player. So I'm going to look up every criminal on your team and I'm going to start making trade offers for them. And I'm going to get them for dirt. And I'm going to I try to find those like perfect Andrew Lux. That's what I'm looking for yeah. in every player. I want some guy that's an outstanding citizen so I can hang out with them one day. Have a beer and not get arrested. I mean, that would be cool whether he was on your fantasy team or not. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, it'd be too. Pretty <laughs> Even if he's a criminal, I'd still get a beer with Tyreek Hill. I mean, who? We, nah, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. That's where it's different, right? If it's like, uh, let's say all this is true, and then it's like, would you have Tyreek Hill in your house for dinner? No, no, absolutely not. Would I still have him on my fantasy team? Oh yeah, <laughs> like you bet. 100%. You betcha. Because, like, it's a totally disconnected... It's a game, right? It's, mm. like... It's, like... It, 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 it's it's equivalent to poker or any kind of other just, like, completely fictional, weird game. Yeah. So, that that's why, to me, like, when we talk about fantasy, it's so far abstracted from reality that I don't let the criminal charges play into the moral question of, should I own these people? So, okay. that's just me. That's just All me. Right. Right. Different owners. Different styles. Dif- different different boats. For, that's what you're getting today, for, folks. For different floats. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had to fill it with something. So. We had to talk about something, yeah. so this is it. We're talking ethics. <laughs> we might as well do that while we're in a garage smoking a bunch of sick tobacco and <laughs> being sweet. Drinking beer, <laughs> talking about stuff. Um, so let's jump into another another section here. So, again, a little bit more abstract because we're pretty far away from the season. Uh, we're, like, right in the heart of what I see. So I've never been – this is my first offseason as a Dynasty League owner. Yeah. Which is really – uh, it's fun, but it's, it's hard. It's really interesting because there are there's a certain piece of the game that I don't like, and I'll and I'll mm. throw this out there because it's a softball, and I know that you don't like it either. And the piece of that game that I don't like is what would you be willing to give up for this player? Mm. And then it's like I got to go look at your freaking roster and decide oh, if gosh, I want to yeah. do it. Like there are some people, and they do it like every single week, and it's fine. To where, like, now I'm the bad guy because I've, like, literally said, like, don't come to me unless you have an offer, like, player yeah. for player. Because I want to start – I want to know what you th- – and, and it's not just, like, a – it's more of, like, a shortcut for me. Like, I don't want to figure out what you value this player as yeah. or, like, at least get a hint as. Like, I want you to kind of tell me, like, where you think the player is. And then if we match up, like, ish, then we can make a trade on it. Yeah. But I, I'm also not, like, scouring everyone's teams right now to do it just because I'm super busy with work. But – the thing that strikes me about this is this offseason is really, really interesting because now I care about all these free agent moves. Because yeah. if you would have asked me, like, oh, what do you think about Jay Ajayi? I would have been like, I literally couldn't care less. But now that he's going to a new team, like, maybe I care differently. Same with Isaiah yeah. Crowell. Maybe, like, you're reading into what all these teams are going to do for the draft. Because pre-draft, dynasty trading is pure speculation. Oh, 100%. All speculation yep. on every. After the draft, you know what the roster is going to look like. You're pretty close. Like you know if they brought someone idea. new, you know yep. exactly what they think about their players, or at least pretty close. Um, how do you feel with this whole off season of like what the amount of speculation that goes into a trade? Does that make you like more nervous to trade, or does that actually encourage you to trade because it's all speculation? So it's <clears> more of it's more random almost. It, it definitely makes it harder to trade, I, I think, because, like, I'm a big fan of the trade. It's it's honestly, it's probably 70% of the reason I love fantasy football is right. the trade. Even if I'm not involved in the trade, yeah, I love like seeing a trade happen. Yeah, I love when trades happen. 
Um, if regardless of like the players, the teams, I love to see it happen because it's moves, it's action, it's activity in the league, and I think it's what fantasy football is about. It is fantasy football is not about the drafting a team and starting them. That is yep. not what fantasy football is. Fantasy football is making moves, trying to win a championship, and you don't win a championship unless you make moves. Uh, so during the off season, that is next to impossible to do with any confidence. Yeah. Like, for example, I have Jarek McKinnon. Ooh. I like him. I liked him last year before he tore his ACL. Okay. Rough offseason for yeah. Jarek McKinnon. Rough offseason for him. And I want to move him. And I, I texted Jason today, and I was like, hey, like I like Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman also injury plagued last year. I think he only played two high, games. High, highly speculative next year production. Yeah. like, And, and I told Jason, and I, I'm the same way as you. I don't. I don't text somebody unless I have an offer. So I told Jason, I said, hey, I really like Devonta Freeman. What are your thoughts on Jarek McKinnon? So I wanted to move Jarek McKinnon for Devonta Freeman, trying to figure out, like, does, does he feel like that's a one-for-one? One? Does he want, like, Jarek McKinnon plus something? And it came down to him basically saying, like, I don't believe in Jarek McKinnon as much as I do Devonta. I'd want something more. Dude, do I have the player for you? Marshawn Marshawn Lynch <laughs> is by far he's definitely worth a first round rookie pick this oh year. Oh my gosh. You're just think of it this way. You're getting a first round rookie pick plus a young wide receiver talent in Marshawn Lynch. That's what the market value for him is. Oh my gosh. But like that was a great example of like me and Jason like and we came to like terms on it. It was like both of us was speculation. You mm-hmm. can't move on speculation. Whoa. It is so hard. You can. You, you can. It's you just and I so might difficult. have a problem with yeah. it. But. Like, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see like if any trades happen before the draft. I know on the next episode, uh, next month for the April or the May episode, uh, we will be talking about the rookie draft. Yeah. And I'm sure that after the rookie draft, like for me, I have the 1.2. Like that is where a lot of my decisions will come from. Yeah. Like depending on who I get at that point, I will be moving players. So it's easier for me to say, like, okay, like this speculation that I had with this guy, I no longer feel that way because of how the draft played out. Um, So, yeah, I I agree. I think it's really hard to figure out, like, how valuable is a player. Right. Because they could be, like, Jerick McKinnon, he could be an RB1. Could be. Or he could not play. (laughs) Yeah, Like, Matt Breida could be the guy. Right, Matt Breida was great. That's that's the range of so outcomes. So is Tevin Coleman. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like a... He's, he's, he's good. He's good at being Tevin Coleman. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> he came in for the Tevin Coleman role to be Tevin Coleman. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at on it. It is really hard to decide and make pull the trigger on trades, but I think that'll change after the rookie draft. Yeah, so... so yeah, and the reason <clears throat> I asked this question is I 100% agree. The speculation is so hard, and the reason is, at least for me, so... I've had many offers for Baker for good reason, right? Yeah. It's like Baker's being hyped like crazy. He's got weapons like crazy. He's got everything. And I have Pat Mahomes. Like, I'm yeah, the And perfect, you're not going to start both of them. I'm the perfect guy to move Baker. Mm-hmm. But when we think about what is Baker worth, I believe the hype about Baker <clears throat> so much that I think he's worth a lot. You, do you think he's worth more than Mahomes? No. But that doesn't mean that I want to move him for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> That's true. Because That's maybe true. he comes out, maybe he proves the hype this year. Yeah. And then he's just sitting on my bench, and someone's looking at me at the end of next season, and is like, man, if I would have had Baker on my team, 
Instead of these guys, I would have been doing really good. Yeah. And so, like, to me, like, keeping Baker off of someone else's roster is just it, – it is, is still a win as opposed to trading Baker for peanuts. Okay. And so, like, the, the, the funny thing about the Dynasty's trading season right now for me is that when you believe the hype – just as much, if not more, than other people believe the hype. Like, the value just, like, gets totally weirdly inflated. It's like trading, oh, yeah. like, biotech <clears throat> stocks. Like, it's just, like, you're just, it's, uh, like, this weird, like, I just need, like, an angel investor to come take Baker from me. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Because, like, I want I want to get Baker off my team. But I just, I, I can't do I, it. I believe in him. Yeah. And I really believe in Patrick Mahomes. And I also really believe in <laughs> Philip Rivers. So, like, you I have just, so many quarterbacks. My gosh. Yeah, I'm sweet. So many good quarterbacks. They're I should, great. I should rephrase that. I have Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Nick Foles. Yeah. Like, that's garbage. Hey, dude. Nick but, Foles, Jacksonville. Hey, I'm hoping uh, hoping that pans out. I highly doubt it. Uh, yeah, probably not. But <laughs> I think it's really interesting to like go through this. And again, this is like the first time I've gone through it. Maybe I'll look back on this like years from now and be like, man, I really should have moved Baker at the peak of his hype because then at least it would have had something because points yeah. on my bench don't do anything for me yeah. uh, as much as it would have done to like have either prospects or whatever. But it's just so interesting because like when you believe the speculation about your own players more than you believe the speculation about other players, it's like, I, I don't know. It just creates a very odd yeah. dynamic for trading, which isn't to say I'm not open for trading, especially for Baker. Like I need him. You he needs need- to be off my roster. Yeah. Like, for me to be a good fantasy football player, I need Baker off my roster. Yep. I just can't do it. I think he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Like, especially, I feel like, with the with this point in the offseason, everybody that has players on their team, like, they're there for a reason. Exactly, right? You don't have players on your team that you think are junk. Yeah, like, for Isaiah McKenzie. Most people don't know who he is. So, I literally never heard of him. Exactly. He's a wide receiver for the Bills. He's not good. <laughs> He's not like, going to be good. Based on his team, he can't be great, but I can't drop him. Like <laughs> I, like Ryan Grant. I saw Ryan Grant signed a deal with the Raiders. Yep. And he's available in our league. And I was like, oh, man, I like him a lot. Like He's a young talent. And I, I was going through my roster. I was like, well, I could drop you know, Ryan Switzer. I could drop Trad, Chad Williams. I could drop Isaiah McKenzie. I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to drop any of those guys. I believe in those guys. And then I told myself, I was like, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> Like, right. these guys are nobodies. Right. They're, Ryan they're, Grant is a nobody. Right. Why do I care? I'm literally trying to, like, optimize the nobodies into yeah, somebody. Exactly. Like, there's nobody on my team that is, like, invaluable. Everybody is tradable, but because of what I've told myself, right. every player is going to be the best in their position, and it's unrealistic. It's <laughs> stupid. But I can't stop thinking. It is so hard to get over, because, like, you added them for a reason, and so... Yeah. So, so to like drop them is to just admit that you either no longer believe in that reason or you believe in this other guy more. Yeah. Which in this point of the season, back in you know this is April third, twenty nineteen. This is really tough when you're like pre rookie dra- draft while all the moves are happening. It's just really hard to come up with a value for a player. Yeah, it definitely is. So, last question on this, and then we'll uh, wrap up. So we're talking about hype and like trades being built on hype. When you're evaluating hype. Is there a source that you care about hype coming from more, or is all hype equally meaningless or meaningful to you? I don't know. That, that's it's kind of a tough one. So like you got like beat reporters and coaches <clears throat> and all yeah. these different things, right? I think for me, it depends on the team and the coach. 
a lot more than a beat reporter. So like when Pete Carroll says my player's awesome, you're like, don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a perfect example. Like Pete Carroll says the guy's going to be the best, and I'm like, Pete, you've been saying that about every guy every year. You talk about your left guard being the best left guard in the NFL. I'm sorry, he's not. Uh, like, so that, that's a good example. But uh, Philip Dorsett, that's a great example to me. <laughs> Philip Dorsett is with the New England Patriots. New, New England Patriots, sorry. Uh, and he's a wide receiver. They don't have Chris Hogan anymore. Uh, they still have Julian Edelman, but they lost Gronk. Belichick came out and said that Philip Dorsett is needs to be their guy. When Belichick says something like that, my antennas go up. Right. Because I think he's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. So it kind of is based on, like, I guess the team needs and what the coach is saying. But if, like, a beat reporter comes out and they're like, oh, Isaiah McKenzie's going to be the next best thing in the NFL. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, you're Get just some, you're just me with Isaiah McKenzie on your dynasty team hoping for the best thing to you're, come true. You're trying to get a trade done and you yeah, got a platform exactly. that happens to go to ESPN. <laughs> how about you? Where like how where do you fall on that as far as like your hype, who you listen to? I, I I'm I'm having a really hard the reason I haven't made any moves this season is cuz I'm I'm having a really hard time like decoding it. It was because like so Bill Belichick says like, "Oh, Philip Dorsett like needs to be the guy." Yeah. I have a hard time reading into that because is this is going to show how crazy I actually am? Is Bill <laughs> Belichick such a good coach that he knows that Philip Dorsett can't be the guy in mm. New England? So he's saying that he is yeah. talking him up to increase the trade value to get the guy that he wants on his team. Gosh, that would be a Belichick move, dude. That's some third level shit. Damn it, Matt! That, <laughs> I can't. I have Dorsett. Did Gosh, I, dang it! Didn't I just ruin like? <laughs> Your entire way that you view coach speak, because like at this point in the season, like I, I have to believe like these coaches have to be having like conversations with the GM where the GM is like, got like, dude, like if you're not gonna use him, we gotta trade him for something. So mm-hmm. why don't you like all everyone goes crazy when you go and say some shit? So like let's leak, the, let's leak to the press, let's do this, like whatever, because <laughs> like it, you can't tell me that coach is talking positively about guys doesn't increase their value. Yeah. It has to. Like, it has to impact it in monetary ways. It, or maybe it doesn't because everyone knows the coaches do that. And then all, all, they, all they do is stats. But there's no way that that's true. Like, yeah. I just feel like the, the human element of negotiation, of player signing, of NFL teams, of agents is still there. And so if you have an agent that can play that up, like play up a coach talking about you, play up any of that. So all that to say, I have literally – no idea how to evaluate offseason hype, and it's probably my biggest struggle as a dynasty player. Mm. I think one good example that kind of proves your point is John Gruden with the Raiders. Like, John Gruden, the Raiders signed Antonio Brown, then they signed Tyrell Williams, mm-hmm. and now they just signed Ryan Grant. So they've signed three receivers in one month right? that are all, like, talented young players. Right. I think it was a, maybe two months ago... John Gruden said Marcel Aitman is going to be our best slot guy. Yeah, which is just so obviously not true now. Not true now. Exactly. Is he on, is he on the roster? Uh, I think he's still on the roster. Okay. But like that's a great example of like him talking him up, trying to make it seem like he's more valuable, and then in all reality, 
He's not. Like, clearly you didn't believe that, John Gruden, because you picked up three more wide receivers, one of which is a clear slot guy. Right. Like, like, that's what Ryan Grant does. Right, and there's no way that, like, John Gruden, like, when GMs are going and signing players, they're not just, like, randomly signing whoever they want, mm. right? Like, they're talking to the coach, what do you need, how are we going to make this team succeed, what's the, off- what's the scheme here? Yep. And so, like, to be able to, like, piece that all together, right, it's like, if you're John Gruden and you're in the middle of negotiations with arguably one of the highest paid receivers, generational talent, Antonio Brown, you're going to say, like, well, like, I mean, we got this guy and, like, he's yeah. pretty good. Like, we don't really need he's you. And, like, good. hopefully AB's agent is like, <laughs> are, are you kidding me right now? But, like, you don't know how that all plays in. Like, maybe it helps. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, it, yeah. it wouldn't. Ha- they wouldn't do it if it didn't help. Uh, yeah. So that's why it's really hard for me to look at offseason hype and truly believe on any one of the sources because coaches are in on every everyone is in on the game it's a business and the, yeah it's a business and like with salary caps being the way that they are in the nfl which i like you really have to you're really 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 you're penalized for overpaying yeah we're like in the mlb you're penalized for overpaying only in profits but if yeah. you overpay for players in the mlb you might win more games, which you can actually like pay that off. Yeah. If you overpay in the NFL, you literally might not be able to build a roster. Yeah. So that's why I have a really hard time like buying into some of the hype. Yeah. So it can be uh, like it can be really odd. Like I would say the most hype I'm like prone to believing is like when a doctor says like, "Oh, this guy's recovering well." <laughs> Because that's, like that's I don't true, think the yeah. doctor like I'm not I'm not a, such a conspiracy theorist that I think like the doctors are on the payroll and maybe I should be I mean I mean Area 51 right Hey, that's what I'm talking about I mean, <laughs> we got aliens in Nevada somewhere the government won't tell us about that's what Gronk should do Gronk become should an go- alien no he should become a governor <laughs> Schwarzenegger oh did it he's going to that's I mean, like going to happen. Honestly, if Gronk ran in Ohio, I'd probably vote for him. I, I mean, who wouldn't? Well, I mean, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it would just be phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, especially if you like did WWE for three years. Really built oh, my a, God. Really built a platform. Get that fan base going. Yeah, it gets the fan base going. Really really motivates the base. And then just runs. That'd be phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say than that. I'm a conspiracy theorist, and that's why it's so hard to trade with me. <laughs> so that that is all for today's episode uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as we said in the beginning, it was a lot of randomness. Uh, but uh, honestly, at this point in the season, it's really hard to build anything to talk about unless we just dive super, super deep into rookies. And we don't want to do that because, going back to what we were just talking about, it's all speculation. Right. Until we know where a rookie's going, we cannot really talk about what they're going to do in the NFL. Like, there are guys that people are talking about that could be completely irrelevant. They could not get drafted as rookies. So, we don't want to dive into that. That's what we're going to do next month, though. I know I talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, Next month, the NFL rookie draft is on April 23rd, 24th and 25th, I believe. Uh, So, we will dive into that in May. Going to jump and really look at, like, how rookie drafts affected teams. So, like, those guys like Jordan Howard. Is he going to be the bell cow, or is this rookie going to come in and possibly take some of his snaps? Um, and also, like, what rookies came out that landed in perfect landing spots, terrible landing spots. We'll talk about all those things. Yep. Um, so I'm excited. I appreciate you guys listening today. I know that it was a wild episode. Um, any anything 
Anything left for you, Matt? Or? Yeah, I got nothing else. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough because obviously we don't want to be the podcast that just rehashes everything that other podcasts oh, do yeah. better. We don't want to. So, like, we're not going to be the fantasy footballers because we are not that good. Our job, well, one, we're not talented. Two, <laughs> the, our job is our job is literally not to sit there and look at the NFL all day. Yeah, uh, so we have full time jobs. We're trying to bring like the the the. <clears throat> The ADL side to it of like how does this actually affect our league and yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is it's all your fault because you guys just haven't made any moves. I mean Jason and <laughs> Jason and Griffin Jason is trying and so hard. They're just not making the changes happen. It's everyone's fault. I mean it's my fault. I believe the hype. I don't believe the hype. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I mean it's what's happening. But uh, yeah, I mean thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, really excited to keep doing these monthly episodes. Super excited for next month when something's actually changed. Yeah, there'll be some things. I, I will say I'm like. Right in my peak, no football depression. Like, it's bad, so, right? So spring is coming back, which yeah. is which is great. Like getting outside. I went and played nine holes with Lewis Cita today. It was such a blast. Like getting outside, getting some vitamin D, being in the sun. <laughs> That's what comes out of the sun, right? D or C? That's D. Yeah, it's D. Yeah. Okay, get vitamin. some vitamin D. Yeah. Playing golf. It was just great just to get out in the sun. That part is super exciting, but we are, like, right in the middle point of just no NFL. Oh, man. And I... Oh, man. I can't wait for it. I just... Literally, I was thinking about it today. I think about NFL Week 1 in the same way that I used to think about Christmas Eve as a child. (laughs) Like, it's... It's it's actually... It might be more anticipation. Oh, yeah. Because I just... I I, I thought about this way more than I ever thought about Christmas. Yes. So... I love it. So I, I, I'm super excited to do it. I'm really glad that we have a, a way to just talk about it and just live it out just a little bit, get like a little bit of a high. It's like the opposite <laughs> of what you should do with like your spiritual life, but it's just phenomenal. <laughs> so I guess that's my close. I, I, got, I got nothing else. Uh, there's apparently a Twitter account that, yes. Cheek, that Cheek runs. I don't know if you've done I, I don't even have a login. I have nothing. <laughs> there, honestly, I have not posted much lately. Isn't the only follower like Griffin? No, we got a couple. We got Jay Grizz, Griff, uh, and hey. a couple other randos. Like, literally people that I don't know. So some randos, a cardboard bear, and Tyler Griffin. Exactly. So basically a bunch of cardboard bears. So cardboard bears. Um, so <laughs> really excited about that. Uh, our goal with this podcast, in case you guys aren't aware, is we want this to become something that is actually helpful um, to people in our league and out of our league. Um, so... As of right now, we don't have much. Hey, we got a lot. We, we got beer something. reviews. Yeah, we, we got, got cigar. Beer, cigar. Hey, I just revealed the cigar secret to the world. They're going to start bidding me up on cigar <laughs> bid. That's helpful stuff. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're really excited to just keep it going. And next week, as I said, next month, uh, diving into the rookies. I feel like that is going to be like the... I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I got nothing for it right now. It's going to be the like reboot of the NFL year for like me. when you reboot your computer. That's that was so terrible. lame. That's so, so bad. That was literally the worst thing I've ever said. The rookie draft's going to be great. I'm considering editing that out. Griffin and I are going to be at the Gorge all that weekend. And no joke, Griffin and I both will make sure our phones are charged just so we can track the rookies being drafted <laughs> from the Gorge. Like, when you're not supposed to have cell service, we will find ways. Like, Get to, get to the top of Chimney Rock. Yeah. Get up to Natural Bridge. You can get some. You can get some H plus or yep. you, you AT and T or Verizon. Dude, I'm freaking Republic. Oh. I don't, I don't even know what I, I have. Say, I don't even know what you get from there. <laughs> That's wild. 
I don't even know if they run off s- cell phone towers. That's steam powered. <laughs> steam powered. You have, to, you have to pedal your phone. <laughs> Flintstone style. <laughs> Okay, we have fully digressed, uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter. What's the handle? Uh, FF Hot Takes. FF Hot Takes. There's some imposters out there, so make sure you find us. Yes. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and leave a comment, leave a call-in. We should do a call-in show. Oh, we should. We should definitely do a call-in. Actually, let's be honest. The people that are going to call in live like 35 seconds away, so we should just do it. It's really going to be that uh, Bill guy that called in a couple months ago oh that was uh, actually joey uh <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, you mean texas joe texas joe yes <laughs> so we should like put them in another room and have a microphone oh we could we could okay we'll figure this out we'll figure this out <laughs> we'll do a college show so thank you guys so much for listening i think we're gonna wrap up here and yes. uh appreciate it go give us a follow and thank you so much for listening leave a leave a comment on anchor or subscribe. go ahead and sus- yeah can you subscribe? You can subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe. I'm subscribed yeah. to us. Yeah. I'm probably like one of the two. Yeah. So you and me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, there's no way you had as much fun as we did, but I hope you had half as much fun as we did recording this. Thanks. See you next month. See ya.